Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Lucy Kellaway's podcast from the Financial Times. In the middle of last week, I tipped over from a state of mild fearfulness about the global economy to one of wild panic over what is to become of us. On Wednesday, I became host to all sorts of crazy worries, big, unmanageable ones, as well as little, stupid ones. I worried about there being anarchy on the streets of London, while at the same time fretting over whether I should have painted the box room cream rather than white. This is a sort of mixed-up mental state I'm familiar with from bouts of wakefulness at three in the morning. Never before have I known it at three in the afternoon. The thing that tipped me over was tiny and distant and concerned a woman I've never met who lives 3,000 miles away. There were plenty of other bigger things that happened to me last week, but none of them really moved me. On Monday, I stayed at the Intercontinental Hotel in Cologne, a vast temple to the god of business travel, and found myself in a ghost hotel. The miles of corridor I walked to my room were deserted and the breakfast buffet bar offered a bounty of cheese and ham, but there were no takers. On Tuesday, I met a perpetually cheerful friend who runs a hitherto successful advertising agency who was grimly preparing to fire large numbers of her capable staff. And later that day, I made a nasty discovery that my own financial cushion was considerably less comfortable than I'd thought it was. All of this was dismal, but not unbalancing. Instead, I tripped and fell at a moment when I should have been safe from economic harm. I was sitting in the rare books room at the British Library, surrounded by scholars in scuffed shoes, for whom the recession is not even of academic interest. If I'd stuck to my writing, I might have been all right. But instead, I started checking emails and wasting time on the internet and found myself reading a story from the Huffington Post about a nameless, well-dressed woman on Madison Avenue who had lost her job and was begging on the street to feed her children. The story may not even have been true, yet the image lodged itself in my mind so that all the other depressing things I went on to read stuck to it and looked even uglier than they did already. I read on FT.com my colleague Luke Johnson beating his breast and saying we must expect years of economic misery. Then I read variously that classes of MBA students were graduating with not a job between them and that the wives of unemployed bankers were so distressed that they were setting up support groups to provide a shred of comfort. By the time I cycled home from the library, I was in such a state of anxiety, I marvelled at the way ordinary people were still popping in and out of Starbucks on the Euston Road, as if nothing were wrong. This is our first experience of recession in the internet age, and so far I don't like it one little bit. You could say that the internet makes the recession more bearable, as there are all those networks to help people get jobs, and there's eBay for buying things second-hand. 
Yet such things are trivial compared to what the Internet is doing to our confidence. The Internet has created a global psyche. The web has mentally joined us at the hip, so we can no longer put our heads in the sand. If that sounds painfully contorted, it's because it is. Just as no country can decouple itself from the ailing global economy, none of us as individuals can decouple ourselves from the ailing global psyche. Through blogs, websites and emails, the world's economic ills are fed to us on a drip all day long. It's not just that we hear about bad things faster. We hear about more of them and in a more immediate way. My worries become yours and yours become mine. On the internet, a trouble shared is not a trouble halved. It's a trouble needlessly multiplied all over the world. After reading this article, people in Australia will surely start worrying about my paint colours too. This would not matter so much if it were not for the fact that confidence is the medicine that cures a recession. And all this sharing of bad news leaves one with no confidence at all. If I had been alive during the last comparable recession, over 60 years ago, I would have limited my news injection to reading the Times every morning. In those days, it had a front page given over not to big scary headlines, but to small classified ads. The news inside would probably have left me a little depressed over breakfast, but I would have had the rest of the day to recover my equanimity. Instead, I sit over my computer all day and feed my anxiety. The day after I read about the begging woman, I was sent something even more upsetting. A banker at Commerzbank emailed me to say that he and 499 other senior colleagues had just been summoned to the bank's headquarters and told to write their ideas on A4 pieces of paper and stick them on the plastic branches of a tree. In good times, I used to delight in stories like these. Aren't people silly? I used to think with a complacent air of superiority. But now my thinking is different. If banks' response to the current crisis is to stick bits of paper on fake trees, then the only rational thing for the rest of us to do is to surrender ourselves to panic. Thank you for listening. To read Lucy Kellaway's columns online, please visit www.ft.com forward slash Kellaway. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.